Good morning, Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave for the Tuesday edition of the MagnaWave Office Hours. Uh, we're here every Tuesday morning as as regular as we can be if we're not traveling or something else going on to answer your questions about MagnaWave, PEMF, whatever those questions may be, whether it's about training, certification, machines, PEMF in general, uh, marketing, uh, other issues that you may have, we're here to answer your questions. If you'd like to talk with me, and if you talk with me, if you uh, text me your number, you'll be entered to win the uh, grab bag of gifts uh, for today, which may be uh, koozie cups and, and uh, insulated tumblers and uh, shirts and sweatshirts, uh, MagnaWave news and views, whatever it may be, a full bag of stuff to one of the callers or one of the people that I, sp that I talk to or everyone who calls or allows me to call them by texting me their number will be entered to win that and everyone will also receive at least some form of gear by participating in that uh, call in sequence. If you'd like to text me it's 502-599-9722 text me your name I will dial you back and then we can have a conversation about your question. I like to do that because we can get deeper into the questions and into the conversation that you might like to have by uh, us being able to converse uh, about the question instead of me just giving you an answer and that may be as maybe not as deep as you'd like it to go. We're also broadcasting uh, on the CastBox app today. It's a radio type of app. If you'd like to uh, tune in through CastBox and listen to us there and not see us if you're driving or something, you can do that through the CastBox app. I'd like to welcome the folks that are listening on uh, CastBox. If you have any questions, you can uh, uh, chime in and I will simply open up the mic and we can talk on CastBox and you will also be entered to win a bag of MagnaWave gear uh, through the CastBox app. So let's see if there's anybody on uh, questions over here. Good morning. Tim's with us, Samantha's with us, Lynn's with us, and Janet is with us. What I'd like to do as we get going is also give you a quick update on the uh, CE process and where we are with some other things that are going on with regard to the FDA and so forth. The CE is getting closer. As you know, we had a problem with the test, the company that inspected our factory and many others filled out their paperwork improperly, so everything had to be resubmitted to the regulatory boards for the uh, CE approval in Europe and uh, that was all cleared up and resubmitted. Uh, we did get an additional question last week about a power source in the device and how the power is converted uh, from AC coming into a DC signal for the administration of the therapy. They just wanted a little clarification on our paperwork to clear that up. That has been submitted and so there is action and things are happening so again we're looking for the CE in Europe uh, uh, to happen at any time and as you know we've also applied for three different areas of predicate approval through the uh, FDA in the United States and uh, that has been filed and we're waiting for a reply uh, from them at this point. So that's kind of where we are on the uh, FDA and the CE at this point. Also, I want to remind you that if you're in the Kentucky area, the Retired Racehorse Project will be taking place at the Kentucky Horse Park October 2nd uh, through the 5th. Uh, it's a great time where they repurpose or show how they've repurposed uh, retired racehorses from the racetrack and they use them for eventing, jumping, trail riding, uh, western, uh, all types of different uses for these horses where they've been repurposed. What they do is these people that choose to do this and enter the competition uh, 
I believe, I think it's like a year, but I'm going to go back to the beginning of the year. They nominate their horse. They say that they've got this horse and they're going to enter it into this category. And so there's a bunch of people in the hunter jumper, for example, that are going to bring a horse to the event that they have specifically repurposed. It's not an event where the people bring in uh, racehorses that have been repurposed four or five years ago and they're on the hunter jumper circuit and they bring them into this competition. There's plenty of competition like that. This is specifically for horses that have been brought in within the last year, trained, repurposed, and now they have a competition to see how they've done in their training processes. So that'll be at the Kentucky Horse Park October 2nd through the 5th. Rosie Napravnik will be there with us amongst as well as a lot of other folks. So if you're in the area, come see us. We'll certainly be there. The MagnaWave Express will be there. All the machines will be there being demonstrated. So if you'd like to learn more, come see us at the Retired Racehorse Project in at the Kentucky Horse Park October 2nd through the 5th. Okay, let's see. I'm trying to find a flyer that I can use with my info so I can put it up in some barns, Samantha. Okay, you can find that uh, those materials in the training module, in the uh, certification training module. There are some files available on the Facebook page. Go to files where you can look at what's available, download, and you can either customize them or you can use them as they're uh, prepared. You can also call the office and uh, talk with Aaron and then you'll go over to Chris who's our graphic designer to uh, customize a brochure or a flyer for you with your personal information that you can then use uh, as you work to uh, spread the word and develop your business in various barns, barns and places that you uh, that you do business. So that's certainly available to you. Just give us a call here at the office 502-742-7868. Uh, you'll talk to Lee initially and then move from there to Aaron or Chris in the graphic arts department. So as you know, we can do logos, brochures, anything you want to do, we certainly have in-house today to be able to help you with those projects that you might be needing. Uh, good morning, John. How are you? Um, John asked about the CE. I just covered that a moment ago, John. I don't know, 909. I did a little report on what's happening with the CE, and they did ask, just to review it quick in case you weren't there when I answered a moment ago, the uh, CE Regulatory Board asked us one question uh, just last week about the power source and the power change within the machine, how we arrived at the method with, with which we established the power and the delivery, and they just wanted a little clarification there. So things are most certainly moving forward. Uh, in that in that realm. So, John, I hope that helps clear it up for you. Let's see if there's any other questions here or there. Let's take a jump over here to CastBox and see if anyone is uh, asking any questions. Kim's with us. Kima is with us. Hazel Reed's with us. Sarah is joining. So there's folks with us on CastBox and certainly folks here on Facebook and YouTube. If you have a question, you can put it in the Facebook chat box or you can post it on YouTube and I'd be happy to uh, get at those questions uh, for you. Let me see. I did have a couple of questions that were uh, uh, anyone using two machines on a human at one time. Now, I'm not totally clear about that question. If they're using two MagnaWave machines or if they're using a MagnaWave and a laser or a MagnaWave and light therapy or MagnaWave and heat or cold therapy, uh, most certainly there are uh, times that the therapies are very complementary, and in many therapies you can do it at the same time. For example, if you're doing ice, you can MagnaWave through the ice. If you're doing heat and you want better viscosity and you want to improve the blood flow around the heat, you can MagnaWave at the same time. 
Yes, you can use a laser and magna wave at the same time, but quite often people do them separately. They'll use the laser first to pinpoint an area, work on it, and then they'll come back with the PEMF to penetrate the whole area, the bone, the muscle, the tendon, the cartilage, everything with the magna wave to support what they were doing uh, with the laser that, that they may have been using at that point in time. So yes, two machines can be used at the same time. It just depends what you're doing. But uh, in this case, that is uh, the situation that can be addressed. Let's see here. Let me take a look. Um, new message here. Good morning. Kim says good morning on CastBox. Uh, I have a friend that received facial reconstruction of his eye sockets, cheekbones, and upper jaw after a bull riding accident. Ooh, no fun. Uh, the accident happened at the end of June. He had a cheek checkup today. A cheekup. Had a cheek. <laughs> Had a cheek up, had a checkup today. Everything looked good, but he's still having numbness in his nose, cheeks, and upper lip. Uh, they haven't treated yet. Looking for advice and protocols for treatments. Uh, she has the semi. Uh, well, certainly you'd want to treat. Well, I would recommend the butterfly. Take the butterfly, put it right over the area, the nose, the lip, and, and the cheek, um, and just treat. Help get the blood flow to the area. That'll help loosen up. If there's any scarring that's kind of developed under the skin that's slowing down the the viability and the movement in the area that could lead to some numbness and lead to some inflammation. So you want to just basically treat that area. I would put it on a very comfortable setting. As you know, if you put a coil up to your face and you begin to turn it up, it could be a little irritable to your feet, to your teeth, if you have fillings or something like that. But that's also just a very sensitive area. So you want to make sure that you're comfortable around your eyes and your nose as you uh, approach that. I would do it five to six minutes on a comfortable, moderate setting, uh, maybe holding the coil an inch or two off of, the, off of the face as you're treating, and I would do it daily if you have the capability of doing that. Uh, what I'd rec really recommend in this case where it's kind of, let's call it chronic, uh, something from back in June, I'd try to treat it twice a day for five to eight minutes for a week and then come back and treat it as necessary after that. Treating twice a day for four or five, six days, you may see some great improvement that maybe you only need once a week for a few weeks to get it to where uh, the, the client is happy and content with how the body has healed after you've just helped put energy in there and improve the blood flow uh, and the oxygenation, help the body better oxygenate itself. Uh, so that's a way to take a look at that and approach that. Uh, let's take a look here. Got a message today. Um, a horse was diagnosed with radial nerve paralysis or brachial nerve damage. That's when a horse receives a kick or a problem. We would have it in, in the clavicle shoulder area. A horse would receive a kick or an injury uh, of some fashion to where the nerves are damaged and destroyed to where if they don't function properly then the horse goes lame. And what they're saying is if they don't get improvement within two weeks, the horse will have to be humanely euthanized. So the question is, can they treat? It's not going to hurt to treat. And it just depends how, how severe the injury is, how, how damaged the nerve is, but maybe you can slow the situation down, keeping it from getting worse. In some cases, uh, the, the therapy has been shown when they did the NASA study to help rejuvenate nerve tissue and, and help it to survive in that 
type of uh, conversation. So certainly it's worth a try uh, if they're, you know, if you, the question was, I want to clear it with the vet. Certainly clear it with the vet. You always want to make sure that you're dealing with the vet. But in some cases, we've noticed where someone says, look, if it's not better in two weeks, we're going to put it down. I don't care what you do. Well, then you have a decision whether you want to use other complementary methods or you want to use MagnaWave along with other uh, modalities to help this situation. I would certainly treat. I would treat the, the neck area, the shoulder, down the leg that, that's, that sustained the injury and I would do it as often as possible to try to get some form of control or reversal to maybe avoid the ultimate situation of, of uh, youth, and, youth being euthanized. And so it certainly would be something uh, to approach in that type of situation. Uh, basically, a person's on a sliding slope needing a heart or lung transplant. Does anyone have experience working with heart problems such as uh, CHF, AFib, or other heart-lung problems? Well, we've had people with COPD and serious lung problems. Uh, there have been testimonials of discussed at MagnaCon and published on the uh, various testimonial pages about people who have had AFib and the treatments have helped their symptoms and helped relieve some of, the, some of the problems. Again, this is a situation that you want to talk with your doctor, tell them what you're going to do and what you'd like to do, get their approval and, and proceed accordingly. But uh, there are a lot of testimonials, just go to the testimonial page and do some searching. You can go to the MagnaWave Education, International Education and Resources page where you group that's a group on Facebook, the MagnaWave International uh, Resources and Education, uh, PMF Resources and Education. On the left-hand portion of the page, you can search. So you can go in there and put AFib or put various indications and see what type of results, see what type of experience people have had as they try to supply energy to the various, to the various clients in order so the body can better work to heal itself. So those are some places you can go uh, and and do some do some things. Let's see. Um, I'll call it yours. Let's see here. Whether well, it's folks watching on Castbox. Let me take a look here and see if we have any other questions. Um, I'm oh I'm new. Could you say the number to text again, please? Yes, absolutely. It's five zero two five nine 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 seven two two. Shoot me a text. I'll give you a call back and uh, we'd be happy to uh, visit at that point in time to make sure that we get your questions answered. 502-599-9722. Uh, send me a text. I'll call you back. We can have a nice uh, conversation. Okay, here's a question. Um, I'm treating a horse with a strained stifle. They injected uh, two weeks ago with some relief. Uh, I treated the first time yesterday and saw a big difference. How often would you suggest treating? Well, it, here's a situation, it, if it was better yesterday after a treatment uh, and it's a couple of weeks after the injections, I would do it, you know, if they'll, if they'll work with you and allow you to treat the horse three or four or five times in a row and then back off and see how it holds. Uh, if you're only available to treat it once a week, I'd treat it once a week. Uh, and or maybe if it's if you treated it yesterday and they'll let you treat it a couple of times today, for example, or tomorrow, to treat it a couple of times with a four or five hour window in between, and then see how it holds, and then treat accordingly. As you know, I always say treat as long as function continues to improve. Continue to treat as long as fun function continues to improve, and then as often as necessary to maintain the improved function or the plateau that you've reached. So. 
it, there's nothing that says, well, I treat it today, I have to wait a week. That's not the case. You treat as, as often as you can to get ahead of the issue and then as often as necessary to maintain what you've been able to achieve as you supply this energy to the body for health and wellness uh, of, the, of the animal. Uh, good morning, Sean. Ben, good morning. Lynn, good morning. Um, let's see here. John's my 21-month-old had accidentally head-butted my wife in the mouth three times recently, and the tooth was moved, and her face is in severe pain. Wow. She's using the semi for 10 minutes on medium and the same on full power daily uh, using the paddle. Anything else she can do, it's had no effect in three days. Well, you know, obviously there's a serious situation there and depending on how, if the tooth is moved, you could have a, a break in there potentially. You probably need to see somebody because if there is a break or something that's anatomically keeping it from recovering as quickly as possible, then you're going to treat and you're going to see no result because there's anatomically something there causing an issue uh, if the tooth was moved. You may need to get that realigned. There could be some concussion to the area, not like a brain concussion, but just some of the effect of the, of the headbutting. Gosh, that's, I've had that happen to where, bang, they hit you right in the face, nose, eye, and it's no fun at all. Uh, with a child like that, and it's unfortunate, but uh, consistency is the key there, John. Uh, it may take more than three or four days to get to the deep area of nerve damage or, n or nerve uh, uh, issue that's occurred there as a result uh, of the headbutting. I just, I would stay consistent, but if you don't see, and we talk about this a lot, if you treat something today and it's really no better tomorrow and you treat it again and it's no better the next day and you treat it again and it's no better the next day, it's time to see the doc or see the vet. There's something going on that just good blood flow and good oxygenation is impeding from doing its uh, enhancement to the body for, for the wellness. So I always say that after two or three treatments, if you're not seeing any improvement at all, then maybe you need to, to check another source to see if there's not something anatomically causing or slowing down what you want to accomplish uh, with the therapies. However, in some cases like this, it could just, it may need seven or eight, ten days of treatments to really get it a chance uh, to do its job. You're talking about you know, when you deal with the mouth and, you, and, and injuries to the mouth and infections that can occur and all this type of information, it's, it's so compact uh, that if there's something there, it can take a lot to get it to it, to get it to release, if you will, and to step down the road to the improvement uh, that you're looking for. Good luck. Uh, let us know how it goes and, and what's happening, and we'll certainly bring everybody uh, to speed with it uh, next week. Um, so sorry for the accident, John. Let us know how things are going. Uh, our dog just got neutered yesterday. Is it safe to treat immediately? And which loop would you recommend? Well, if the bleeding is contained and everything is all right, yes, it's, it's good to start treating to relieve inflammation, relieve the pain that the dog may exper be experiencing uh, from the neutering, neutering process. I would use uh, the butterfly or um, lay the dog on its side and put the large loop over the, the area, uh, the hip and, and uh, the area of the neutering and just allow it to treat the whole area of, of the body so you don't have any sore muscles and uh, from stress or whatever the situation may be. That's how I would uh, approach that type situation on a recently neutered uh, animal. Okay, um, 
let's see. Oh, there was an answer to one of the questions. If you have any other questions, simply put them in the in the box, and I'd be happy to uh, to talk with you and answer your questions. Let's see. Any other questions? In Castbox, no other questions in Pat Castbox. Let me check uh, restream once again. Um, you're welcome, Lisa. Uh, thanks for the question. If you have a question, if you'd like to visit with me, send me a text to 502-599-9722. I'd be happy to uh, answer your questions, have a conversation. Remember, if you send me a text and I call you, you're eligible to win the gear bag that's got uh, mugs and sweaters and shirts and MagnaWave news and views and whatever MagnaWave gear that we might have available, we'll certainly uh, uh, put it in there and you'll be the winner. One of the, piece of, one of the people that calls will be eligible to win that. If you call and you don't win that, you will receive a piece of MagnaWave gear uh, just as a thank you for giving us, giving us a call and having a conversation. 502-599-9722. Let's see, I believe there's another question. I'm going to a big barrel race this weekend and the vet there provides MagnaWave but does not bring them bring a machine you have to go to them and they charge $75 I'm currently at $65 and staying there do you think there would be a conflict on any ideas on how I should handle it if there is Samantha I don't know why there would be uh, any conflict no matter who's there uh, there's gonna be a lot of horses there and one person cannot take care of all those horses typically uh, you know, if you don't want to get into a, a price situation, you know, you might try to find some uniformity in price there so they don't say you're trying to undercut them or anything like that. Try to be uh, as uh, complementary to each other as possible. Uh, but I certainly don't understand or see why there would be any conflict. If they have to go to that particular location where you can go to the horses and take care of them, uh, yourself as a direct uh, approach, I don't think it should be an issue. There's, you can only treat, one person can only treat in a day eight to ten horses, uh, let's say, and if there's a hundred horses at the event and it's a three-day event, there's, there's animals that are going to need work and everybody can't necessarily get to them. So uh, my recommendation would be to try to be price conscious to each other and, and not try to step on each other, just try to be uh, straightforward, provide the services that you have. And if you're too busy and you can't get to the four or five horses, tell them about the vet. Go see the vet if you can. Hopefully the vet will do the same thing. I'm busy, you want MagnaWave, go see, uh, go see uh, Samantha. Um, so that, that's how I would pr pretty much approach that situation. Um, how will, and this is a question from Tim, um, what will, what PEMF effect, let me back up, will PEMF affect uh, uh, RFID tracking chips in small animals? Uh, we've done several tests over the years and several uh, examinations. Once those chips uh, are put implanted in the animal, uh, they don't erase when you use um, PEMF around them. We've done it uh, several times going back 8, 10, 12 years ago when we were at events and people would ask that question, uh, we would put a chip in, MagnaWave over the chip, they would do a reading and everything read fine. So as of, as of 
what I know today, as far as how that works, it's not been an issue uh, with animals that have chips uh, being around the PEMF. It's not like a, a magnetic reading type of thing. It, it's, it's different, but uh, so it has not typically been an issue. Um, you might always want to, in, in your release, if someone has a chip, tell them that it's not been an issue, but if they're concerned about that, they need to uh, answer that question to themselves and approach it from that perspective. But typically, uh, over the years, it has not been an issue with regard to implanted chips um, for tracking or the medical situations of the, uh, of the animals. Uh, any other questions, simply put them in the chat box. I'd be happy to get to it. Uh, and answer those questions. If you'd like to visit with me and be entered to win the gift bag, send me a text 502-599-9722 and we'll be happy to uh, have a conversation with you. Um, let's see another question. If you have any other questions, simply put them in there. Let's see. Oh, Hazel Reed, but she asked to join. Let's see. Where is Hazel? Maybe Hazelweed was up. Let's see here. Okay. Nope. I just thought she was thought Hazel was going to ring in, and uh, we're good. Any other questions? Put them up. We've been here about a half hour today, so uh, I'll stay as long as we have good questions that you would like to have answered. Let me see here. Um, Here's someone, kind of a, a testimonial comment. Suzanne writes that she's treating a new diagnosis, diagnosis for Bell's palsy. She's been treating 20 minutes, moving every five minutes around the head and face. And uh, after treat, four treatments, they've noticed a different, significant difference, uh, been seeing process uh, improvement with the drooping of the face and so forth. So that's really cool. Uh, there, I've had treated people over the years with Bell's palsy and they've received some comfort and in fact help be able to maybe reverse the situation with the application of the energy uh, to the body. Uh, let's see, here's a question. I wish some shows would realize at large show one person cannot provide sessions to all persons and horses who want to be work on. I've dealt with this several times that they will only allow one MagnaWave PMF vendor at a show. Uh, I understand that and you know there's a, I don't want to say that it's a workaround, but there's a lot of shows where they have a show veterinarian and who is available for the contestants at the show or the participants in the show to go to the show veterinarian. However, if you're a horse person that's there and you have your own veterinarian and maybe other people have used the same veterinarian, that veterinarian is allowed to come to the show to treat uh, their, their, their customers' animals no matter if there's a show veterinarian or not. They're not going to make you go to a different veterinarian if this veterinarian is available, is your veterinarian, and, and does your work. Same kind of situation would apply here. Uh, if there's somebody at the show that uses your services and there is a vendor at the show, you can still go to that show and treat your customer. Will they let you go around and put things on the board or have a booth because there's someone who's paid for a booth? No, but they can't hardly restrict you from treating your customers and your clients who are at that show, much like they, they'd allow the, the braider. Uh, and most of these shows don't have one massage therapist at the show. That just won't work because it, you can't treat the horses at the show. So that's how you need to approach that. If they say there's only one vendor, if you have customers there, talk to your customers, 
get a note, if you will, or a letter from your customers that you are their provider and you should be allowed to uh, work with those people uh, at that show. Let's see, I believe we've got a text. Here we go. Let me dial it up. Okay, let's see who it is here. Hazel. Hey, Hazel, how are you? I'm good. You have a, um, not that I know of, touched on incontinence in dogs. Um, I'm currently treating my own dog for it. I've treated her three or four days, and she hasn't had any accidents in a couple of days. So um, could you just run through? I, I was using the large loop, and then I switched it to the mat. She, she totally loves it. I mean... Yeah, what you're going to do there, great question, uh, Hazel, and certainly we've done a lot of work with incontinence in men and women, uh, that it, it massages the muscle area and helps things be more vibrant, if you will, in that area to better constrict as it's supposed to, and, and so on and so forth. You have the same situation in an animal, whether it's a dog or a cat, and I think to move to the, to the mat, you're treating the whole dog at that point, but you're also uh, massaging that area that needs to have the, the bladder massage and the muscular control uh, of the sphincters accordingly uh, in those organs to, uh, in those areas to help uh, maintain the balance that, that you're looking for so they don't have an accent. It's great that you're not having any issues, but I don't think you're locked into having to use the paddle or the, the small loop, although you can be more direct to the area with the butterfly or the paddle. But in this case, if, if the dog can lay on the mat and you're basically pulsing the entire body, if you will, uh, but you need to make sure that you're getting enough pulse in the area of the, certainly in the bladder area for the help control the incontinence. But if it's working with the, with okay. the mat, you're good. Yeah. She's a small dog, so, you know, I didn't know if I should be using the butterfly or mat would work. When you say small, how, how small? Uh, she weighs 40 pounds. She's a Sheltie, so okay. she's probably 15 inches at the withers. No, I, I think that the mat would be fine. The butterfly or the paddle certainly over the area uh, would be probably prime to, to do that. But okay. if she's more comfortable on the mat and it's working, use okay. the mat. You know, not broke, and, don't fix it. Huh? That's right. Uh, <laughs> approach it from, from that situation. But when you say small, uh, my dog... Uh, our little traveling buddy is uh, 4.6 ounces at this point. To me, that's small. 40 oh, pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Not that's so tiny. Small. <laughs> that's right. Ours is tiny. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah. that's well, why I, I wanted to I'm clarify that. Working on, yeah, I'm working on, I'm used to working on our horses and humans, so, you know, 40 pounds is small. That's right. Horse, a absolutely. <laughs> Ab absolutely. I understand. And, and I have worked on Great Dane, so, you know, it, she is small compared to a Great Dane, oh. but... No question, no question. Yeah. Any, anything yeah. else I can help you with? No, that's good. Um, I, I'll, I think I will switch it out once in a while with the, with the butterfly and um, just to keep her body guessing. And that's it. Keep, that, and that, you just said it. Yeah. Switch it out. You don't have to do it every day, but do switch it out. Which one you're using? You may get to a point you only need to treat her once a week 
or twice a week, okay. uh, see how it holds okay. and, and how things work out. But to switch out the attachments, as you know, keeps the body from getting used to it and basically sloughing it off. Perfect. Thanks for saying that yep. and bringing that up. Mm -hmm. uh, send your email yeah, to support at MagnaWave PEMF. So far, you be the winner because you're the only caller uh, at this point. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe someone else will uh, chime in and want to visit. But uh, Hazel, thanks for the yeah. questions, and we appreciate it. Well, thanks for being here, Pat. Uh-huh. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, if you have a question, 502-599-9722. Text me your name. You'll be entered to win. With Hazel now, there's be one or two, but right now there's one. Um, let's see. I do vendor events for another home business. Could I set up a booth for MagnaWay? Um, of course. And if you, have an, if you have a booth for another home business and you want to share it with MagnaWave, you can do that. Is, is, you know, that's... Uh, that's up to you however you want to approach the, the you know the expense so on and so forth but if you're doing uh, uh, events and you want to set up a separate booth for MagnaWave you can certainly do that and do demonstrations or whatever you might want however you might want to approach that at the show um, and to people talking about the shows uh, let's see do you have experience treating fibrous dysplasia specifically of the femur we have had uh, a lot of experience with dysplasia. It depends uh, how severe. Uh, quite often a, a situation to treat dysplasia is surgical, to go in and kind of button things up to make it so the, the hip can't separate or the femur can't separate uh, uh, from its socket and so forth. Uh, but a lot of times if you just massage that area, it helps take the inflammation out, lets the bone set where it get back in place to where it's supposed to be or where it would like to be. And uh, with continued treatments, you can keep that in check. With our boxer, 60-pound uh, boxer that we had with severe dysplasia, uh, they wanted to do the surgery and it was going to be very expensive. And then we were knew that after that, we'd have to carry a dog around for several months to until uh, she healed. And then we were probably going to have to do the other hip. We went the course is really what got us using PEMF uh, uh, initially to some degree before we got the high power stuff was to treat her with PEMF and we were able to avoid the surgery totally uh, with repeated treatments. The inflammation was down, the fibrous tissue was uh, tighter if you will and the bone sat in place the way it was supposed to unless she'd go out in the yard and chase a squirrel and or run around and jump with the kids she'd come hobbling in and we'd have to treat her a few times and then she'd be fine so it was a continual process that we did for her throughout her life she was like eight when she got it and lived to be uh, 13 with no surgery or anything like that and we've I've done that Hazel was just talking about Great Danes one of an interesting story that we had with Dr. Marty several years ago I was at his office and a uh, re very renowned very popular uh, photographer from New York was there with his two Great Dane dogs one of them had severe hip dysplasia and they'd gone to uh, a vet and they received like a $4,000 estimate or a $4,000 surgical procedure and then imagine carry, trying to carry a Great Dane up and down in and out for a period of time a few months until this heals and then of course the object the situation was you're probably going to have to do the other hip so they came to Dr. Marty uh, for a second opinion if you will and I was there 
and of course I was working with Marty on other animals and we treated this Great Dane right there in the office one time the, the I was gonna say horse big as a horse the uh, dog got right up and was walking uh, better and carrying itself better and uh, they came back the next day I was there for a few days and we treated it again and the uh, dog responded very favorably and uh, this gentleman ended up buying a machine for his horses uh, and his Great Danes and it worked out worked out very well uh, for those animals so we've had good experience there are testimonials uh, where you can read on the uh, uh, Facebook uh, or the MagnaWave website or go to the uh, MagnaWave uh, International PMF resources and education and you can search uh, dysplasia and you'll see all types of results that people have had and the the effects that they've had by using PMF with their animals uh, with dysplasia issues great question and uh, yes we've had good experience uh, let's see. My dad is going for a full knee replacement this week after this week. After bleeding is under control, etc. How often would you treat and how would you treat? I would treat as in, in that type situation, there's going to be a lot of probably severe inflammation and swelling. And I would say as soon as the bleeding is in check, I would begin treating to keep the inflammation from getting out of control because a lot of times the inflammation causes as much discomfort and problem as the injury or what you were repairing or replacing. And so if we can keep it from, from getting to the point that it's so severe that it's really hard to get rid of it, again, I begin treating as soon as I can. I would probably use the butterfly opened, placed over the knee or take the large loop and kind of drape it over the knee, if you will. So you're getting the whole knee going through the knee this way. If you put the butterfly over the knee, as you know, if this is the knee, you put the butterfly over it, you're going this way. The large loop this way, you're gonna go through the knee in this fashion, or put the large loop on the back of the knee and place, fold it up against it, like kind of a hot dog type of configuration, and treat. I was treat. I would treat really in that situation every day, since it's your dad. Uh, I would do it every twice a day if possible for the first uh, five or seven days and then as necessary to go. Certainly a comfortable setting uh, to where he can feel it, but yet you, know, you don't want to, you just want to be comfortable. Uh, more energy is okay, but comfort is the key and consistency is the key in this type of situation. My recommendation would be to treat four or five times, six times in a row, then lay off maybe for a day, and then go every other day or as, as necessary. But if he's in pain and it's, it's not a problem, if he's having pain and it's not doing the way, you know, it's just taking more because of therapy or whatever, you can do it every day. Um, not an issue. Uh, do it every day, twice a day if you want to, because you're just doing that area. If you're doing and, and the whole body, and let's say you were going to do it for 30 days, you don't want to detox him to the point that maybe it begins to take on flu-like symptoms, but you want to treat as often as you can, as long as things continue to improve and he's uh, feeling better. Great question, and uh, appreciate you asking. Let me take a look over here and uh, see. Oh. Uh, oh, Hazel was trying to call in. Castbox wasn't allowing her to connect. Hmm, I don't know, don't know why, but she came through on the text line. Uh, if you'd like to give me a give me a text, 502-599-9722, I'd be happy to uh, give you a call and talk with you about whatever questions that you may have. Let's see here. Let's come back over here. Take a look. Um, 
this was a question that was uh, presented the other night and there were a lot of comments to it and uh, Dr. Dreesen approached it. Um, uh, adult son who fell and hit his head a week ago, no insurance, has not seen any medical professional, has a small cut and bump on his head, had ringing in his ears, that, but that resolved. He still gets a dull headache towards the back of his head. She feels it's a mild concussion. I felt uh, they should have had an MD see him, but it's, it's not worse than it's been all week. Wants me to PMF on Monday afternoon. Hey, Pusch, Elaine, how are you guys? And uh, one of the, the Dr. Dreesen wrote back and said, in those kind of situations where you think it might be a concussion, but you don't know, certainly you want to uh, suggest that someone see their doctor if it's not getting better or if it's still a pretty chronic type situation after a week. You always want to be very cognizant of that and, and pay attention to those situations uh, when you're when you're when you're dealing with that. So that that would be my certain recommendation there if they have not uh, seen a doctor, and that's what what people were suggesting. Now, once someone has seen the doctor and they're getting things taken care of, you want to treat the head for a concussion. As you know, we have a, stu uh, a study getting ready to take place at the University of Colorado with Dr. Larry Lyons, where we're going to be dealing with concussion type of uh, injuries and they're going to be doing uh, brain scans and then they'll do treatments and then they'll do another scan to determine the brain age and how the brain is reacting and, and in the healing process if the PEMF is assisting that whole type of situation along. So that's something that you always want to do but again that's under doctor supervision. If someone, you know, they can go to the immediate care and the and the nurse practitioner or someone can do some tests to say hey you need to go to the doc or yeah it looks like everything is but even at that you always want to make sure that you're covering your basis with your clients uh, before you uh, provide treatment um marine boy best part of my week god love you thanks marine uh for uh, responding let's see uh samantha you're welcome I appreciate it. It's always a lot of fun. I enjoy help providing the education. Keeps me on my toes, uh, certainly, in terms of uh, answering these questions and uh, providing the information that you're looking for. It, it's just fun to do and uh, to get you the information that you are looking for. And I'm not afraid, typically, to answer any questions or to approach any questions that you may have. If I don't have the answer when you ask, I'm going to research it or I'll come back with it. Uh, next week or if it's a question that's not appropriate for me to ask I'm not a doctor I'm not a veterinarian or answer I will certainly approach it from that spot and uh, so you get the best information that is available to you at that time uh, it's quarter till if there are no other uh, questions we may be uh, heading out got some other stuff this morning um, can, can I throw something in there? yes you can so uh, just you can talk about how we added the email functionality into the app. Oh. That should be rolling out to everyone, and we have more updates coming. Yes. Uh, thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. We've been making several updates and several improvements to the MagnaWave app, and one of them is the email function. Uh, there was a point that you could go in and send an email to someone, but you, you once you typed it, you weren't able to, to change it and correct it. Now it's in a situation that you can go into the email when you create it. You can add additional people to send the email to. You can write the email, you can change it, uh, update it if you need to, so it's totally functional within the app now that you have total control over the emails that you're sending uh, to your client or to your veterinarian or to your doctor or to the patient or whatever the situation may be straight from the MagnaWave app. And so we've been working to upgrade that uh, portion of the app and it's been, we've tested it, uh, we're being, it'll be, is it out now? Is it? Uh, it should be out. I've 
I, I had the early version. I've not seen it come through. I'll, I'll find out. But okay, it but out. it is it is about ready to come out, and uh, we're making some other changes on the the uh, uh, landscape and portrait. We're trying to get that brought up to speed. So there's a lot of things uh, that we're doing with the app. Uh, of course, you know, in the app are all the guidelines. If you don't have the MagnaWave app, if you're a certified practitioner, all the guidelines that we talk about to help you uh, with your practice. Certainly, it connects with the uh, CRM program so you can keep track of your, your clients and keep them in your direct mail list. It just does a lot of stuff, and you can do small animals, uh, horses. There is a page where that, that you can do custom treatment and custom applications for your uh, clients that you happen to be dealing with. Great, Chris. Thanks for bringing, uh, bringing that up. Uh, Maureen says, God bless you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw her name. That made me think of it. And, and uh, so uh, Chris is really doing a good job in keeping us up to speed with the app and, and taking it deeper so we can uh, uh, make sure that it's the best possible app we can have for you. And certainly there's a time, and, and Chris and I were talking about it the other day, is when is, when is there going to be a time that maybe we need to come in and rebuild from scratch? There'll be a time that he'll come to me and say, hey, it's time to do this, and we'll certainly embark on that schedule when, when we've uh, buttoned this one up as much as we can. And, and as people suggest things that they'd like to see on the app, then we certainly approach it, and we may hit a point with the structure of the app that we can't go any farther, and then it'll be time to have a look at it and see what we can do to bring it fully uh, up to speed for you. Great. Uh, let's see. Um, Maureen loves the app. She feels like she's a minority. You know, people just have to use it. And that, you know, I, just to be very candid, when we when we first did the app, we wanted an app. We wanted you to be able to control your customers. We wanted you to be able to make notes, have the functionality to send to send emails. And and what's a, kind of amazing is you you bring something up, and people are quickly to tell you what you don't have and where it's falling short, instead of seeing what it could potentially do for them but we are really trying to to work it and bring it down the road and and uh, there's not many apps out there from the various folks that do it there are other apps that that work very well uh, with monthly subscription rates and all of this we don't have a monthly subscription we do have a buy-in cost just to help defray a little bit of the cost of of what we're doing doesn't touch it actually but we don't have monthly subscription rates and we're not charging you continually to do the things to, uh, that are possible through your app. We're just trying to uh, supply as much service as we can, as economically as possible, to help you take care of your clients and, and build your business. Um, let's see, one other question. My partner wants to get her certification under me. How does she do that? Well, Samantha, what you need to do is call the office, 502-742-7868. Talk to Erin, and uh, she will bring you up to speed with the certifications you have available and get her into the training. She has to be on her own. She has to have her own email in there and take the take the classes and the testing on her own. She can't do it through yours and because you used yours to uh, get your certification. That way we can keep it all together. We're working hard to, as we go further down the road, to have CE credits and things like this available to our practitioners. We have to keep it separate. And you know that's another question people say, well, I'm certified, why do I have to recertify? Well, you have to do that in most any type of uh, profession that you're dealing with, or whether it's massage or medicine or law, whatever. They have continuing education credits. Things change, new guidelines come along, new approaches to how we do things uh, come along and people ask questions. And certainly we wanna have everything as buttoned up as possible for the regulatory boards because there is not at this point in time a PEMF uh, 
like you'd register to be a massage therapist or an acupuncturist that's not out there for PEMF and, and one of these days they, the state boards may say hey you need to come do this well we want the education in place to allow that to happen and for the states to uh, to give that approval we have that now with the various racetracks with some racetracks require that practitioners are trained they have a certification and they want to see the course study because you, you know they're there have been situations over the years when we started our certification, someone, a particular group came along, had two or three videos and sent out certifications, but didn't really teach anything. I'm not knocking, they were trying and they were moving down the road, but the various racing commissions are saying, no, I want to see what your training is. I want to see how this is going. I want to see that this person is doing continuing education and that we can let them uh, come treat animals on our racetrack as equine therapist or equine PEMF therapist. And so we're working very hard to do that. Others are too, and we're trying to work in, in that regard, the Association of PEMF Professionals. It's pemfprofessionals.com is an, is an organization, uh, a group that I would certainly recommend that you, that you take a look at and join. It's just really now rolling out. We're a founding member of that organization where there will be research all the studies are there. Uh, people will be on maps so people can find you uh, easier and use your services. And so it's a place for all PEMF professionals uh, in the country to come together uh, for lobbying purposes and support and education and a lot of things uh, taking place. AOPP, PEMFprofessionals.com. Have a look at it and I'd certainly recommend that you join up and participate as it, as it grows and rolls out to uh, uh, help further the PMF professional aspect of the business. Um, Aaron will be friend today, LOL. <laughs> yep, Aaron's gonna be your best friend as you're reaching out to her to, uh, oh, she put her email in there, email her and uh, she'll get you the answers and the stuff that you're looking for. Let's make sure there's no other texts. Oh, everything's uh, quiet. It looks like uh, Hazel Reed's going to be the winner because I've had no other calls this morning. We've been here about 55 minutes. We do need to go to another meeting. Chris, is there anything else I need to approach? Uh, I think we'll be, I don't you mentioned at the beginning, we'll be at the Thoroughbred Makeover. Thoroughbred Makeover, and uh, that's coming up here in just a couple of weeks, and we're looking uh, forward to that. Marissa's with us this morning, kind of making notes and make sure we've got our T's crossed and our I's dotted. Tony's with us, uh, making sure the production is going well. Tony, thank you very much, and of course, Chris is over here helping me make sure we got all the questions uh, answered and moving forward. Let me check CastBox one more time. And uh, several people in there, but um, we appreciate the people listening to us on CastBox, and we certainly want to answer and get all your questions taken care of. Pat Seamer here with MagnaWave. I'm glad to be here. I hope that we gave you the information you were looking for this morning. We'll be back next Tuesday, maybe no, not. You're out. You're I'm, at, I'm, I'm at a meeting next Tuesday in Atlanta, so we will not be here next Tuesday, but we'll be here the following Tuesday, just before uh, the uh, makeover or the uh, Retired Racehorse Project, and uh, we look forward to visiting with you then. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Wave on to better health and wellness. Have a great one. Bye-bye.